Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Fab's absolutely nailed Callum's voice. No, honestly. It's not happening. No, please, just try it. Trust me. I'm telling you, it sounds amazing. It's not just the voice. Like, you got to sort of, you got to sit like him. Like, oh, boys, like, fucking, mate, I've just dropped my hair in a load of oil. Like, doesn't sound anything that's like amazing. him, mate. It doesn't sound like no, him. No, that's so This good. is so embarrassing. Welcome back to the Pit Stop podcast ladies and gentlemen we are back in london we also missed an episode uh yeah we meant did to go live yesterday and it's going live today guys i'm sure you can appreciate why we've been traveling to a different country been to uh, been at a whole race weekend we love the pod but it was very very hard to try and do it <laughs> sunday night let me tell you it was either go to a red bull party or come back sunday night and pod so we did the right thing. Not possible, guys. Not and we possible. went to the Red Bull party. And here we are back in London. My voice sounds wrecked. We're so tired. What an amazing weekend. What an amazing race. We wanted to put an episode up where we spoke about everything that happened over the last, over the last week. But before we jump into that, we have something very exciting to tell you. We have something very exciting, guys. As you may or may not have noticed, uh, again, whoever's tuning in on YouTube, you may have seen a few of these driver cards which Jake's going to pull out right now and show you one of them right now. Yeah, so we've partnered with Codemasters and F122 to talk about the driver's ratings and how they update on the F1 game. As you guys know, we love the F1 game. we got some Sims. Oh! I think you guys know by now we do have some Sims, and they're so close to being set up, so that content's coming very soon. Who do you reckon is number one right now, Fabs? I can only imagine it's Max Verstappen. Well, it is Max Verstappen. Absolutely spot on. Look at these cards. Okay, that's a very high rating. Guys, let me just, again... Let me They're just sh- actually wicked, the fact we got these for the background EA, as well. EA, thanks so much for sending these over, because these are absolutely wicked. They look amazing in the background. We're going to keep you updated with the driver's standards ahead of race weekend. We've got the top 10 here. We've got Lewis Hamilton behind us. He's a 94. Who do you reckon is the third highest rated driver on the grid right now? In the game? Mm-hmm. I would have to potentially say maybe Valtteri Bottas? Incorrect. Shit. George Russell at 92. Oh, followed shit. Followed by... Charles Leclerc at 91, followed by... Which, which, by the way, as you can see by the red arrow, he's, 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 he's gone down. down. He's lost a rating, poor Lando Charles. Lando Norris isn't moving, 90. He's holding it tight in the 90s. Now this, I have, a, I have a bit of a bee in my bonnet about this one, really? I must admit. I, I really a bee do. in the bonnet? I bloody well Bzzz. do. <laughs> Show him the card. Fernando Alonso, 89, experience. What does that say? This says 99, which... 
Makes sense. Makes 90 sense. pace. Awareness, 77. Now, I don't know what that's about, really, because this guy is possibly the most aware driver on the grid. Do you reckon? I, I don't reckon. I bloody well know it. Followed by Sergio Perez, Red Bull, 88, holding. Very and nice. And moving up, Carlos Sainz, 88. And sadly, on his way down at the moment is the man that needs to win a race so Will Buxton can get a tattoo. It's Valtteri Bottas. <laughs> He's got 86. Bottas is an absolute top ten. It's a really exciting weekend. Stick with us. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. It's been a six-day trip, pretty much a week. And it's been like one of the most tiring trips, but probably, well, it was the best trip that we have done so far with Pit Stop. It was absolutely insane. I completely even forgot about this London flat. Like, it's so weird being back here now. When we were away, I was just lost in the moment for the first time. It doesn't feel time. like a flat, bro. It doesn't feel like you come home. It feels like you just come into a studio now. I want to get back in the circus. I want to be at every race now. I, no, could, I actually I feel like I could do it now. After that weekend and how everything just happened, we, I've got so many people to thank throughout this podcast as well because without anyone else, this would never have been possible to have the crazy weekend that we had. Like We were on the bloody grid. You shook hands with Ross Braun. Who's Ross Braun? Ross Braun is one of the most successful people in Formula One ever, helping <laughs> many people win world championships. What did he do? He does the cars. Exactly. So Ross Braun, if you're listening, thank you ever so much for shaking our hands. It was a it was a very it was a highlight moment. We were like down the front. I don't want to go too far into it. We were down the front of the grid. I see Ross Braun there. I was like, I know that motherfucker. He, this guy is a legend. And when you shook his hand, like, I recognised him and I thought I knew who Ross Braun was, but I was just kind of shaking his hand because you did. <laughs> Bro, do you know really what surprised aware. me though? He was like, he was like really open and he receptive. He was really smiling. Like I thought, you know, this guy's probably not going to have any time of day for us, but he was like there. He was like, yes, hello. Welcome to the grid. Nice to meet you. Shook our hand. Nice to meet you. I was like, wow, Ross, you're an absolute legend in the sport. It's a pleasure. He's like, thank you so much. <laughs> so much to talk about. You guys now know that we have the Ferrari drivers coming on the podcast. It's absolutely wicked. We were given the opportunity by Shell to film with them. So excited for you guys to hear it. It'll be coming out later this week. I only wish we had longer with them because they're just such amazing people. Cannot wait for you to hear it. I am actually a lot more excited than I sound about it. But so tired. Oh, it's hard to sound too excited right now. If I had it to really guesstimate is. how much sleep we've had over the last six nights, I would definitely say under 20 hours. It's been brutal. Because after it's three days, I was on nine hours sleep. And it makes you realize, like, <laughs> these guys are absolute machines. Everyone who's involved in, like, the F1 world, they are absolute machines. Because yeah, but do you think everyone involved in the F1 world stays in the paddock till it closes, drinking beers at every moment? <laughs> a, lot, well, a lot of them do. A lot of them do. Maybe not drinking beers all evening, but, I'm, like, we know you guys go out and you drink. And, like, so you, yeah, are, like you are animals. You are animals. Yeah, to be And we were just, just trying to keep up, <laughs> yeah, to be we, fair. Yeah, we were literally just trying to, to keep fair. up. So we did the Ferrari thing, which is amazing to hear about later. And then Friday, the whole weekend kind of started. And there's bits that happened over the weekend that we won't talk about now because a lot of it's filmed. Um, and we want to like release the footage of something really exciting. Because our YouTube channel nearly has 20,000 subscribers. Mega. The last time we Mega. sat, that is a fly. Yeah, it I know. It's been, it's been, go, it's been going disgusting. around. Wait, 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 wait. What are you going to do? You're going to snap a zap it. Fabio Parker is going to snap no, we'll a zap the fly. We'll, we'll wait till it comes around again. <laughs> the greatest part about this weekend, guys, was the fact that we had a, an amazing race weekend. But like outside of that, there's like a whole other storyline sort of woven between this like 
sort of like from Friday to Sunday, there's this crazy like movie thing which fucking happened to us, which I swear can only ever happen to us. Like any time that you and me, why do you look confused? No, no, I'm, I'm li- loving the story, bro. Any time that we go away, my we, eyes we, shut and I'm so <laughs> we always seem to get ourselves like into something. Some, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's mm-hmm. just us as people, but we always seem to attract like some weird stuff that happens. And something really amazingly exciting happened this weekend. Not just for us, for someone else. We made a new friend. And you'll definitely find out about that around Christmas time. You may think, why oh, so yeah. far away? But trust me, it'll be worth it. It's going to be even more of a movie come Christmas. Oh, it's, it, it, it's insane. But this weekend wasn't all highs. There were some lows. There were some lows? Friday night, we had a massive high. Because I, <laughs> I was walking through Amsterdam texting Brad saying... This was literally as soon as we got there. I was, t- well, into Amsterdam after filming and that. I was texting Brad saying, yeah, let's meet up for a beer this weekend. We really wanted to see Brad and the people out on the pod. And we were just excited. Like, that's one of the main things we wanted to achieve this weekend. We wanted to see the boys that come on the pod. And we said to Brad, yeah, we'll try and meet up with you tomorrow after qualifying or practice or whatever. We go into a random restaurant in the middle of nowhere. We sit down. Cannibal Royale, by the way. If anyone wants a lovely. decent steak in Amsterdam, go Cannibal, Cannibal it was Royale. Lovely. It was great. And Fab sat behind me looking towards the door and he just randomly goes, is that Brad? Like, as if Brad's in there. After I've been texting Brad about meeting up. Do you know what it was? It was the fucking clothes that he wears. Like, I swear he, he wore the same t-shirt when he came and did the pod with us. Oh, really? Yeah, I just recognise the style and he's, he's got sort of that quiffy haircut. He's doing so much washing for Max, he can't be asking him. Like, he just <laughs> stays it. in the same t-shirt. But he sat down behind a few people like so you couldn't actually no. see him. So, like, I, I remember up. saying to you, I was like, bro, like... I swear that's Brad. And we were like, nah, the guy, he's staying in Zanvo. He's staying near the circuit. Like, why would he be in Amsterdam? You got straight up. You went and had a look. Fab's standing there. Fab's going out behind the window, having a proper look. Still didn't know if it was Brad. Comes back. I'm not sure if it's Brad. I go have a look. I come back. I'm like, I'm not sure if it's Brad. And we both go together. I'm just like, Brad. He looks up, turns around, and fucking Brad is sat there. The guy that I've just been texting saying, let's In typical Brad style, man. He's definitely got a style about it. Such a legend. (laughs) And then we went back to our table. We said hello, whatever, and we had dinner with our managers. And then literally towards the end of the night, we were just finishing as well. There's a hand on my shoulder. I turn around, and Brad's there. He's saying, do you boys want to go for some beers now? Whatever, pretty much. And we did. And we went for some beers on the first night. And, like, it was just so good to have that time with him because... You know, we, we got him on the pod because he's an amazing guy. And we just built a, fr- a relationship, a friendship with him now. And it's exciting because to have them friends in the paddock is so important for us. That's why when people look at everything we do now and we, the comments come in, it's like, you guys are so, so lucky. Can't believe you've done this. We have no idea how it happens because it's little random moments like that that make the weekend happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like little random moments when me and you are sat out on them chairs. As soon as we get to the paddock on the first day, we found these two chairs outside Alfa Romeo. By the way, at this point in the podcast, I want to say Alfa Romeo, you guys are absolute legends. Um, thank you so much for getting us in the paddock this weekend. Thank you so much for looking, at, looking after us. Thank you so much for giving us the most incredible experience. Hope we can come back and see you guys soon. Like there's so much to talk about. But yeah, there was these two chairs outside Alfa Romeo, weren't there? What have you taken, man? What? What have you taken? Because you are absolutely firing on all cylinders right now. Really? Am I doing good? <laughs> you're going, you're talking so fast, I actually can't understand. I can't make out every syllable. Do you know what it is? I'm like really <laughs> overtired. I kind of want to rush the podcast, but I kind of also want to... Let's chill, let's chill, everything. let's chill. We've got eight minutes. We've got so many stories to tell. This is going to be All like right, a, this get... is going to be like a nine parter, bro. So like we can just there's going to be stories that will come out. They'll just come back to us. Yeah. They'll come back to yeah. us. Yeah. Where, where, where I was is the two chairs outside Alfa Romeo. 
Mm. When we got there, we walk in, we found well, these two chairs. There's not many motorhomes that have like that this kind of front terrace thing. Williams have a cool like upstairs area where it's all open plan. You could actually see parts of the track from it, so that was really cool. Um, but Alpha have yeah these like two tables out front with two chairs, and for the like for Friday like the pretty much the whole day we was just chilling, man. We were we just, was sat, just there. sat there in the chairs. We were seeing everyone walk past, like they're bringing beers out, gins <laughs> out. Like I didn't need to move. The alcohol was coming to me. The food was amazing. I didn't need to go anywhere. Pure vibe. Pure Michael vibe. walked straight past. And he just double looks at us and he's like, ah, what is it? You do his accent. You boys are working hard. Working hard, hardly working hard. <laughs> Takes a photo, put on his Instagram. Then we saw Michael. We definitely saw everyone we wanted to see this weekend and more. We made new friends. Um, it was an absolute, I, I can't even describe this weekend. Like I said, I've never got lost like that before. I've never ever gone on holiday anywhere in my life for anything and not like even thought about my life at home. Not even been able to comprehend it. Not even been able to, there's not been a bit of me that's had any moment to reflect on, oh, our flat in London or think about anything. Mm. It's always been what's gonna happen next. There was so much, so much excitement the whole weekend. There was so much going on, yeah. I can't even process it all, but that's gonna be our life, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't care about this fucking flat anyway. <laughs> Who cares <laughs> we about join the, the circus, bro? Man, we're gonna be traveling the world. That's <laughs> it. I'm going on facts. It's happening. We're gonna be doing it. You need to tell the people what happened Friday night though, because we've just told them a load of highs and we're getting into the story. Yeah. It's Friday night. Yeah. So well. So yeah. Beers of Brad and his mate Matt. So Matt's like a physio in F2. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can't for the life of me remember the name of the driver that he says he does physio for, but I know that he's fourth. He's fourth in the standings. Well, that was before the race weekend, so it might not be fourth anymore. Very bloody. Very true. You know yeah. What? You know Very what? bloody true. Well thought out. If that you was think really. About it. That was really good. Matt, his name's Matt. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Matt, if you're listening, you're a legend. Went out, had beers, had a great fucking night. Uh, our man. So we were with Millie and Nat, our managers, and they were like drinking with us for a bit, and then they decided to go off because they went to karaoke bar. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure they had an amazing time because when we showed up, they were really drunk. Yeah. They um, were. Parted ways with Brad and Matt when the bar closed because they had, you know, they had to be up early and sort of like went to the karaoke, spent a good hour, hour and a half, like singing our lungs out, man. There were some absolute belters coming out of that place. I love a microphone. You were on the mic. I didn't actually get on the mic to be fair. I was just, I was, no, I was dancing the whole time. Oh yeah, to, yeah. But to be fair, because we were dancing for the other people, everyone was dancing for us. Plus, you got such a beautiful voice. Like, I, I don't want to compete. With wow. That. I don't want to compete with that. I'd rather just. Just I needed that tonight. and just take it in. I needed that confidence boost tonight. You did? Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I've given it to you. <laughs> we sunk a few gin and tonics from the karaoke bar. Yep. Oh, someone got married, by the way. Oh yeah! Congratulations. Some people got married. These two Dutch bar. people I got engaged outside the karaoke bar. Came in, sang "Teenage Dirtbag" by Wheatus. That was their like. <laughs> that was their marriage song, and then. Uh, Help me out. Is went that really a, cool or really shit? It went on a honeymoon. Like, is it in the very toilet. different? Like, that it's really good or is that yeah, honeymoon in the toilet? Yeah, yeah, can confirm as well. Yep. Do you yep. think it's good or bad? A good idea. What? Engaging some, asking someone to marry you in a karaoke bar and then going to sing "Wheat Your Step Back." I guess, like, maybe it worked for some people. I don't know. It clearly worked for them. They having a fucking great time. They were the happiest people in there. They were. They were indeed. Me and Fab's leave, undoubtedly, we were very drunk. We had a lot to celebrate. We were so nervous to film with the Ferrari boys. So at this point, the weekend had started. Um, yeah. We were hammered. When on reflection, we must have been battered. Hammer drunk. We yeah. then, we're walking through the streets of Amsterdam, just chatting. Like, I can't really remember much. We were on our way home. 
I, th I think we were just doing like one last lap of Amsterdam. Yeah, that's it. The girls went home. We were like, we're going to do one last lap of Amsterdam. And some guy came up to me and he was like, do you have any tobacco? I was like, nah, bro, don't smoke. And he was like lingering. He was lingering mm. for like way too long. I was like, what is this guy doing? And then I see like, I noticed someone had been following us for like 30 seconds. Like he asked, cause I turned around, I saw him walk behind us. But it was funny because I thought he looked like a, like a Formula One driver because he was wearing like all white. And mm. then he had this white hoodie like strapped around his waist. And you know when the drivers like don't wear the top half of their yeah, race. Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't see him. I didn't clock that. Yeah, he was just behind us. Um, and uh, so he stuck out to me because he looked like a race driver. Uh, and then, yeah, this guy comes up to me and then I sort of get surrounded by about three or four of these guys. And like you were chatting to one of them as well. I could see in my peripheral. Well, I remember, I remember what happened because like you... I don't know what you remember, but I only remember certain bits as well. Like, really hammered. I remember I had a guy come chat to me as soon as someone was chatting to you. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it was one-on-one. -on -one. Like, I just thought it was these two mates. Mm. I, that's all I thought. So I was happy to chat to this guy whilst you were chatting to that guy. But then, like, three or four came around. What was he you. saying to you? I don't remember. I can't remember a thing. I think he might have... I actually think, stupidly, he may have said something to me, but I've said something like, oh, PSG or something, because he had a PSG top on, mm -hmm. I think. Right. Because like, I was so drunk, he's just made a conversation with me. I've been like, oh, PSG. Yeah, like, yeah, And then yeah, we chat. Yeah. I can't remember. But then, like, three or four of them started surrounding you. And I remember when I saw that it looked like he was pushing because you'd said, no, I haven't got any or something. So I remember I came straight over there and I stood. Like, I'm literally right in front of you. And I've got my arms, like, trying to push two guys out. And that's when the third guy, you say, I don't know what happened. Fuck, I don't know if I can remember that. Yeah, but... <laughs> there was four people around you. Yeah, there was, there was low. They I don't all know how suddenly many there came was. in. Well, we watched a video, right? So someone showed us a video, because this has been happening a lot in Amsterdam, right? These people go around, they try and mug people who've got chains on. I wear this gold necklace. It's like a family thing. Um, so it's like sentimental value to me. It's not actually probably worth like much money, but mm. it's just like a family heirloom type thing. And I wear it wherever I go. Although I won't be wearing it anymore. Mm. Um, and these guys go around and they like nick people's jewelry and they, I saw the technique that they do. They kind of like, they put their arm around you as if the bees like pally. Exactly, yeah. And then they sort of like pat you on the chest like that mm -hmm. as if to say like, I don't know, something. And they rip the necklace off at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's what this guy's done to me. One of them's tried to like swipe my legs out, but they were only like small guys. So like- Yeah, they were small guys. Literally nothing happened. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? And I thought like, maybe they're just really drunk and they just yeah, want to yeah, fight yeah. for no reason. Well, that was a weird thing. There was another guy who was part of the group who was standing on the side, almost trying to say like, oh no, leave it, leave it. We don't want any, don't want any trouble. Which made my mind in the moment think one of them was drunk and the other friends were just trying to get him off. I don't know what Because the one on. guy that was pushing your shoulder, I thought the rest of them were actually trying to get him off you. Right. The one guy, because that's what I thought from the guy I was talking to. Right. So that's kind of how they played it. And then I saw that one guy had like really pushed you. That might have been when he was trying to swipe your legs. I didn't really see. No, that's when he pulled the necklace off. He, he is like, he's like pushed me on the chest and like pulled my necklace off. And I heard the ring go. So there's like yeah, a ring. I remember that as well. There's a ring round the chain. And I heard it go on the floor. Bear in mind, this is like a dark street in Amsterdam. Like there's, you, It's late at night as well. And like, if I drop something in the living room, I don't see it on the floor. Do you know what I mean? Like the amount of times <laughs> I've searched underneath this sofa you found for like it a fucking cookie or something mate there was five of them and they still couldn't get the fucking ring two of, no, two of them were bending down to pick it up but like you they, just run over and buzzed them over they didn't seem to be in any like sense of urgency like they've just tried to rob me but like they weren't like quickly trying to pick it or maybe they were just looking for it as well but my eyes just went for it well I saw the like half the chain hanging down here so I grabbed it straight away put it in my pocket 
and I just saw the ring on the floor. So like barged these two guys out of the way, managed to pick the ring up. And then I was just like, at I'm, that point, yeah. I knew how much this like it meant. Yeah, to you me. were you were angry. But I was in, in like in a state of shock. Every every you had every right to be angry, but that that was like. Thank you. To be fair, they ran off. Thank they you. They literally did run off. You're standing in the street. You're like you pussies. <laughs> so weird, man. Yeah, so weird. And like, I was I was just like, okay, that's the end of the night. We should probably just we head did, back. We it did was just like go home. it was like two two thirty a.m. or something like that. I started walking back. And then I started walking back into town to try and yeah, find him. I was like, I'm going to fuck these around, guys like, up. I'm following him. And I'm like, Fabs, come on. Like, honestly. And then we did a whole lap again and we didn't Couldn't find, find him. him. Couldn't find him. Went and then this the is where the movie actually starts even more. It's, mate, I really want to tell this story. Yeah, man. Me too. But we just have to not yet. Because no, like, no, it's no, part no. of a bigger picture now. And it is about Formula One, guys. So yeah. Oh, completely about it's Formula really One. It's really amazing. It's a really amazing story. Oh. But anyway, back to the Formula One. Back yeah. to the Formula One. So we, the first day we took a car into Amsterdam, which was fine because it wasn't that busy on practice day. Saturday, we took the train, which was fun. You know, we went on a train journey. Do you know course. what? Do you know what? It actually wasn't chaotic. No. There was a load of people at Amsterdam train station trying to get the train, but like there was a train every five minutes. Mm, it was actually pretty well organized. It when, when it was working, the next day it wasn't it was working. Yeah, the next day they had a bit of a power outage and it was a bit <laughs> shit. But apart from that, it was, it was really good. So yeah, they, they organized a decent event there. Yeah, we turned up, walked in. You know, we actually have a, a reasonable amount of viewers and listeners in Amsterdam, so, and in Netherlands, sorry. So it was amazing to meet a lot of you guys it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. This weekend as well. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. We saw... Um, Took a few photos. Mate, how few, many people know who Mech is now? Yeah, I know. It's mental. It's oh. mental. We walked into the Red Bull garage and uh, everyone's just like rinsing him. <laughs> just like, cause they're, like oh, they're, they're talking to us, like all the Red Bull mechanics just saying to us, like, lads, don't don't make his head get any bigger. Like, <laughs> don't try and make him more famous because he knows it and he loves it. <laughs> after meeting um, a lot of the people in the Red Bull garage now, like it's just made me love the team even more. Like I, I knew Met was an absolute legend, but oh, seeing everyone who he's surrounded sound. with, and, and you got to remember, bro. I mean, this this is like a race weekend for these guys. They're super busy. Obviously, Max had like the gearbox failure, so like they've spent ages like fixing his car afterwards. They were there till late, man. Like we was hanging around, like waiting to say hello to Callum, and we didn't see him till about nine thirty. No. And he was like, "Boys, like I'm fucked." Oh like, yeah, do I'm, it. I'm fucking, do it. Nah, Fab's absolutely nailed Callum's voice. No, honestly. It's not happening. No, please, just try it. Trust me. I'm telling you, it sounds amazing. It's not just the voice. Like, you got to sort of, you got to sit like him. Like, oh, boys, like, fucking, mate, I've just dropped my hair in a load of oil. Like, doesn't sound anything that's like amazing. him, mate. It doesn't sound like no, him. No, that's so This good. is so embarrassing. You're learning all of the guests' voices. <laughs> and you could do Brad. 
can do Brad, can do Michael. You can do absolutely everyone. This is weird. Let's start requesting all the guests. Maybe we'll do like, you know that guy who does all the Formula One impressions? Maybe I'll just start Conor doing Moore. something like that. <laughs> you could be the next Conor Moore. <laughs> that would be hilarious. No, yeah, we spent some time in the Red Bull garage. You spent some time in the Alfa Romeo garage. We went into McLaren with Yeah, I, I just want to follow up. I want to follow up on your message about Alfa Romeo. You guys are absolutely unreal. Shy their photographer he's the one who like i guess found us because he loves listening to our podcast and he was the one who pushed for us to get out there and uh we met we met stefano stefano who is uh Dominica, stephanie legend, everyone the whole team the catering team everyone everyone just treated us like absolute kings yeah i've never ever had an experience like that in the formula one people looking after us like that and they didn't care that we wanted to go out and see like everyone else that we knew no but we're obviously going to go into like the other motorhomes and that but i remember you saying when we launched this pod like if we're ever going to get into them them places and be there like we need to be like friends of the paddock we want to be able to walk in and out like Mm. we're not biased towards the team like we just love a good race obviously you love ferrari i love red bull Mm. like that's the battle at the moment but we do I, like I said to you I don't think there. there's no battle going on <laughs> no I think the battle is when and truly done I think it's done oh we could, could just quickly talk about the race in a second I guess we haven't actually done a bit of a race roundup. yeah race was mad we watched the, the, the opening part of the race from the Alfa Romeo garage yeah we did that was cool it was sick because we had the headsets on. So like, not every garage has it. I think they do it a lot, but because uh, Zanvor, the pits are like very small. Like apart from Monaco, the pits at Zanvor are like the smallest. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them don't have like viewing areas. Uh, but Alfa Romeo did. Yeah. And we stood at the back. They have all like the headsets and you can hear like all the team radio. It's cool everything. hearing the team radio. It's unreal because you can hear, it's just like, it's like being an F1 driver. <laughs> sick. When you're in that garage though, it's so weird compared to watching it on TV. Because on TV, you kind of only ever see it from the front. So you don't see like all the boxes of screwdrivers and the boxes of just everything at the back. And you don't see where all the helmets are and all the gloves are. And mm. like the little thing I loved straight away, as soon as he went in, um, Bottas's car had gone out. Yeah. And they scrubbed the floor straight away. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, any yeah, little yeah. bit of mess was completely wiped. Someone's coming with a brush. It's absolutely spotless in there again before Bro, the this, car comes. <laughs> this is a garage, right? This is a garage. And it was it's fucking, not how it, and it was cleaner than like our living room. That's it what was I mean. Spotless. You don't imagine I don't imagine a garage to be clean. Yeah. And also it was interesting to see how it was different to the Red Bull garage. Because Alfa Romeo, they had this sort of like section in the middle where there was like computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Bull didn't have that. Did they Red have... Bull had it either side. Yeah, either side. And so McLaren was had like, it in the middle. Theirs was like more open. McLaren had it in the middle, yep. Got to see uh, Danny Rick's car, Danny Rick's helmet. Oh my Got God, yeah, we it. held Danny Rick's helmet. And and uh, Danny Rick's steering wheel. Yeah, I, was so, I shit myself when, you, when, drop when he was holding that and he passed it to you. Michael imagine, passed it to you. I, I was thinking if I dropped this. Imagine if you dropped it and you snapped one of the shifters <laughs> and there wasn't a spare. I was honestly shitting myself to hold that. And and we tried Tim Tams for the first time ever. Yeah, Michael took us into the McLaren motor and made us try Tim Tams. They're exactly the same as a penguin. Don't quite get the hype. Which I don't think he's ever tried a penguin, which is mad because he lives in the United Kingdom. When he comes back, we're getting to try a penguin. I bet you Utet says it's the same thing. So apparently, I've read a few comments, right? And apparently there's this thing called like a Tim Tam Slam. Oh. Do you know about this? A slam tam tam. A slam tam. A slam timidy tam tam. You bite off either end of the penguin and then you like slurp up, I don't know, milk or like like use it as a straw. 
yeah. and it goes all mushy on the inside and then you eat it. Oh, mm. mate, I am starving right Did now. Did you used to have penguins in your lunchbox? No, no, but this is a big thing, mate, that I always talk about, right? None of my, all my mates in school, they would have these, like, they'd have, like, white bread sandwiches with ham and cheese and they'd have, like, chocolate bars and fruit winders. Crisps. I'd be the kid at school which had like brown seeded bread with like tuna mayo and onion in it. I'd have like a box of raisins. I'd nice. have like a banana. Like I never had any of the fucking cool shit. I just had all the healthy shit. And I was always so bummed. I was like, I never wanted a, pi- a, a picnic, a packed lunch. A picnic. I never wanted a packed lunch. I always just wanted school dinner. Yeah, when they introduced school dinners at Halsham for us, do you remember that? That was great. Did you used to get them? School dinners at Halsham. They randomly introduced them. Oh no, wow, that was crazy. I've yeah. just like completely tripped and gone to my old school riders. Yeah, you I was were, talking about riders. You're off your cracker. They randomly introduced school dinners and out of nowhere you could get hot meals. Damn. It was amazing. We used to get it. I, I literally, I can remember now, like the sausage and mash with the gravy mm. with the onions in it. And the mash was always mm. lumpy. The mash was always lumpy and had no salt in it and never tasted nice. <laughs> okay, back to the race. Back to the race. On the food, the food oh. in Alfa Romeo was yeah it was unreal I, I just put everything from every little plate on it and just mashed it all together that little ham and cheese thing oh my god had. the ham and cheese unreal. blocks unreal oh. yeah so good so good man. everything about Alfa Romeo this weekend absolute pinnacle um, <laughs> the craziest part about it is that we'd be sitting down eating lunch next to like Guan Yu Joe. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be on the table next to us with his manager and that just having food. Yeah, he was literally coming out, getting on his scooter next to us. Like, we were just riding around the same scooters that they use. <laughs> we just sit right there. Do you know the, what? The, one thing that I learned this weekend is like, I can't believe the, the things that these Formula One drivers have to do off the racetrack. I was thinking like, if, the, if they're not racing, they're going to be in the paddock the whole time. Mm-hmm. They're not, bro. So... Yeah, I, true. I so guess this is the same. Yeah, yeah. I guess this is the same f- for like every race that they do, but especially in Zandvoort because the paddock is separate to the garages because there's not enough room. So you have to walk between the paddock and the garages. Which is strange, by the way, because there's like two paddocks. We've only yeah. ever been in it where you tap in one end, you can tap out the other end. Yeah. And the motorhome leads onto the garage. Yeah. But in this one, you're in like the motorhome and then you've got to leave the paddock. Yeah, they're separate. So that's, another one. that's why the scooters were so good because yeah. you could just like scoot between them. But like next, just literally... Total wolf riding around on his bike all weekend. Yeah. It was cracking me unreal, up. Unreal, unreal, <laughs> unreal. Um, yeah, just behind the garages, they have like more, like they're not like motorhomes, but they're these massive like team branded like mm. units. And that's where like a lot of the people who are like on the computers doing all like the analytics and the stats and everything like that. And I imagine like uh, the race direct, uh, sorry, the, uh, the st- strategist, yeah. you know, all these people would, would be in there looking at everything. It's just, it's literally just like lines on a screen and they're looking at all the data and everything. It looks like a painting. Yeah. But the drivers, like once they've done like FP, FP3 or like qualifying or before the race or anything like that, they are in this room having a debrief looking at the data they talking about for so long don't they yeah because i remember like fp3 finished and i'm like the drivers are done now on the fr- on the fr- friday or saturday morning wasn't it they're going to come back have some lunch so we're sat in like alfa romeo eating lunch at like 1 at 1 p.m and uh they're like nowhere to be seen they're no, in yeah. these rooms for like hours just looking at data. and you saw their lunch being taken out of the motorhomes so like, yeah. people would come running out with like michael, a box of michael stuff. walking through with a plate with, oh like, yeah he some was, he? Michael was yeah, walking or, like, a, plate. a burrito or something like that for dr yeah that, that it was so good that we we um knew michael this weekend and just were able to see him because 
it just makes you feel so much more comfortable in the paddock when you know people in it. Because all the other times we've been in the paddock, we haven't had that many people we knew. No. So this weekend was like a completely different experience. And like some people from F1 come up to us who actually work for F1 and they were like, we love the pods. We saw the same geezer that we see from FIA every FIA. time. We first saw him in Imola. Imola was the first, uh, first, the first race that we went to. The first, oh, fuck. I can't remember, but this this time we Fuck. saw him working for the first time because what you said you saw him doing something with the DRS. Well, it's such a crease because we saw him in the paddock and his his face every time he sees us, he's just like these boys are in here again. He's like, How, How the get fuck did they get in here again? But we saw I actually saw him at work when we were in the Alfa Romeo garage and they would I don't know when it was. I think it was maybe it was just before the race. Yeah, it was just before the race. Um, he had this like weird like stick. Thing. Oh yeah, it's when, it was in for quali, wasn't it? Just before quali. I thought it was before the race. But it might have been before quali. Um, and they open up the DRS flap on the car, and he puts this thing like through it just to check the distance, just to make sure like the it's DRS flap wide. isn't too wide. And then you got tire scrutineers who come in, like check all the tires, like check then like no one's like doing anything shifty. It's mad, like they're proper on it. I saw a bloke out the front of the garage just standing there watching from the FIA. Had like a little like clipboard or something like that. It was just taking notes they're it, like they're really on it man mm. which i didn't expect no it was cool to see him do his job because every time we just joke with him and i've only ever seen him walk around the paddock and then when we went out to the grid that's a whole nother let's just quickly do saturday max verstappen got pole the fans went crazy as mm. you can imagine all i saw was orange shirts all weekend as you can imagine it was it was nuts and to be there with brad a lot of the time was so special because you saw it within the team like you saw how important it was to brad and, you know, I really wanted Max to win this weekend because it's just, it's Dutch Grand Prix. Like, and I wanted Brad to be happy so that Brad would come and have the beers. Yeah. So when Max gets pole, that's what, what, do they what do they say? What do they say? Win or lose on, on the, the booze. booze. <laughs> yeah, that's because we're bored. They're, they're absolutely fine. I they've, fucking love that. They've so easily like won this now, really. Yeah, they really have, man. They've absolutely smashed it. So there you go. That's Red Bull. That's Red Bull for you. It's going to be second on the trot for Max, I reckon. I reckon two, two time world champion. More. I reckon he's going to get a few more. How many do you reckon he's going to get? I reckon he's going to get five in a row. Really? I was going to say four in a row. I, I don't think anyone's going to compete. However, I was so impressed with Russell this weekend. Ooh. He was so quick when he come out on them hards. We were watching Sunday from like sat in the paddock on the floor, mm. just getting beers from the Heineken bar. There's a massive screen. Like it's really cool. Loads of people there. And Fabs is sat there, and every time someone does something good, Hamilton, he's like, yeah! And you're just cheering for everyone. Red Bull, yeah! Charles Leclerc, yeah! Like, I'm just cheering everyone. I can't, <laughs> everyone I can't pick a team. supports one person. I know, I know, it's mad. But I like it, I can, I can muck in with It's everyone. much better to do it like that. So, guys, get this right. We got the chance to do the bloody grid walk. Oh, yeah, I knew you wanted to talk about that. Which is absolutely nuts. Alfa Romeo, again, above and beyond. Truly, you guys have just absolutely killed it. You sorted us the grid walk. We were waiting there, waiting to go out. We had, well, they came out. And they said they maybe had to get us two yeah, passes, but they, it was right they, down to the, right down to the, like, why? They said so we were definitely one. Waiting. They said definitely one, but, so like, <laughs> maybe two. So you and me had to fucking flip, like, a coin to well, fucking No, we did the random out. wheel generator. Yeah, we put Jacob yeah. Fab in, and I looked at Fab, and I was like, right, whoever doesn't get it gets the cool thing next time. We spat it. It landed on me. I was like, fuck yeah! Jake got it. I was like, I was like okay, this, this is fine. This is fine. Like, can we swap halfway through? They were like, nope. I was like, okay, okay. And then out of nowhere, was it Dominica? The door just, yeah comes out 
she says, kiss me on the cheek. We both kissed her on the cheek. She was like, bam, you've got fucking grid water. Oh. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> we walk over to the grid, straight through the paddock. We stand there right by the entrance. We I got am... ushered down there, mate. We oh, got ushered man. down there. I could see all the press. I could see all the cameras, all the cars on the grid. We walk straight on and we just said hello to everyone on that grid. Well, the first thing that stood out to me was, yeah, everyone at Red Bull, even though they're stand there, standing there, like looking at the car, making sure everything's perfect, everyone like looked up, said hello. Even Christian. Which is unreal. Yeah. Even walk, Christian. Walked past Christian Horner, and this is the first time he's like, like fully like acknowledged us. Like he obviously, we look at each other in, in the paddock. Yeah. And you don't want to bother the guy because he's so no, he's busy. busy. Yeah. But this is the first time that we didn't even have to do anything. He just looked up and he was just like, you're right, lads. He said something. He said, hello. He said something and nodded. And I was just like, yeah, that's a shit. Yeah, I just saw him nod at both of us and I just thought, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, because we met him at Wings for Life. He was the first, as you guys know, we've been from the pod from the beginning when we went crazy about going to that event. Bumped into Christian Horner then. Was trying to persuade him to come on the pod, which obviously hasn't worked. Hasn't happened yet. But I'd absolutely love it. We're working on it. We're working on <laughs> He's it. He's like been there from the beginning of the journey. And I also think he'd have such a great chat with us. So Definitely. Um, obviously met Ross Braun. No Martin Brundle on the grid, which is a shame. No, we saw Will Buxton. Really wanted to see Brundle. Saw Will Buxton. was great to see you. I think he was just as shocked as we were that we were on the grid walk. Yeah, he was. He was like, what the fuck? Saw the FIA guy again who also couldn't believe we were on the grid. Yeah. <laughs> Prior to this, we saw Lando in the paddock. He cycled past and, yeah, yeah. and he said hello to us, yeah, that was which cool. is unreal because we have no relationship with Lando. So that, that must mean that he listens to the pod. Oh yeah, and then I was walking out of the paddock, walking out, no, walking out of the grid. Yep. And I walked straight out, Fabs is just in front of me and George Russell's literally walking straight around me. I make a bit of eye contact, look away and then he's just like, oh, you're right. And I'm like, I've never even spoken. I'm, I, I, I don't even know if I replied. I think he might have just said that and walked off because I think I don't even know what I said. You were like starstruck. You're like, I was like, we've never even spoke to each other, but I reckon you've seen the George Russell is the type of guy to video that Mercedes ended. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Mabdul. We might have a potential really new podcast guest coming on. Mabdul legend, yeah. Lewis Hamilton's photographer amongst various other amazing things. Many but the skills, guy, many talents. The guy, guy. Yeah, the guy's a G. Um, Cool to hang out. I've got a few snaps of us. Can't wait to see them. I'm trying to think cool of else, who else we need to thank. Like Williams were really nice to us this weekend. Went up there, went in their bar. Lovely. Mario, yeah. the barman, was nice. Yeah, Joe from Williams, legend. Um, we didn't go into Aston Martin. We were no. looking at it all weekend. Like, it looked oh, nice Do we go in? Well. Do we go in? Do we Had go in? Had a nice rooftop but bar. Looked nice downstairs. Everyone in McLaren was, was amazing to us. Um, just an all-round unreal trip and i know that we're not even touching like half the stories oh that my we have. god yeah because it's it's late like we've we've oh my god today has been a nightmare an absolute nightmare we we heard there was we heard the airport in amsterdam the reason we're so tired is because we heard the airport in amsterdam is crazy so we got to the airport four and a half hours early for a flight from amsterdam to london which takes 45 minutes you know normally on a european flight like that you get there an hour or two before you don't need to be there that long i the, saw a photo on my phone what, well, before we went? Yeah, that's why I said we need to leave at two. Yeah. Our flight was at six. Like, you'd never leave at two to go to the airport, like you said. But I saw a photo or a video. Someone put it online, which is lucky we saw that because we never would have known. Bro. No. There was a massive queue. All the way outside the round massive, of the airport. Not massive, a queue in bro. the airport for security. It went round the outskirts of the airport. We were in it for it about was four mega. hours. It was mega. For, we got there at what? I don't know what time we got there, but I know for a fact. Just we, before three o'clock. Our plane didn't take off when it was meant to. It was meant to take off at 6.15 because we didn't get to the gate till 6. Yeah, Even though we got there that early. It was an hour late. Yeah, we left an hour late. That queue was horrendous. It was blazing hot outside. I know. 
I'm going to go straight to the government and tell them this is not on. <laughs> I'm going to make a formal complaint to I've Amsterdam Shiphole Airport. Loads of people have said that it's always like this, not just for the Grand Prix either. Well, I remember last time you and me went to Amsterdam, it was, it was like really busy again. It's I quite a small airport and such as like a sought after destination. Don't so. get me wrong, I can see why it's busy on race weekend. Like Barcelona was busy when everyone was flying home as well. Yeah. But this wasn't just busy. This was a queue around the outside of the airport. And we're stood in that all day. We've come home, come straight back. And we, we've had to pod, which we wanted to do because we wanted to talk to you. But shattered. So the stories are definitely going to be coming out over the next few episodes. Yeah, which I can't wait because every time you guys listen to an episode now, it's always going to, it's always going to be a little bit of gold in there. I've got somewhere. a good idea. Yeah. Why don't I put on the pit stop Instagram right now a, a, a question box mm. and be like, what do you want to know from this weekend? And then the next pod would do a little segment like a five, 10 minute where we answer what you guys want to know because they've seen pictures this that'd weekend. Good. That'd be a good they've idea. They've seen what we've been up to. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Let's do that. And with them, people can just come to us and be like, what do you want to know about this weekend? Yeah. But the best way to summarize it is the most amazing experience I've ever had. Cannot wait to get to another race. Max Verstappen is running away with the championship. We've got a load of amazing stuff that we're, we're going to be working on with Alfa Romeo as mm -hmm. well. They really want to continue working with us and like we will do that any day of the week. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, they've been amazing. So yeah, going to do some more stuff with them. Hopefully do a bit more stuff with Red Bull. But guys, I mean, this is just the start. Like we see this year as like getting our foot in the door and we can't quite believe how far in our foot in the door is like i feel like we're, we're doing a lot better than we thought we were going to be but next year is going to be absolute chaos well the f1 is a family you have to be in with everyone like it's not easy to get into the paddock and it's not easy to be able to go into the motorhomes like you need to know people you need to be respected you need to respect others like it's a proper family vibe within the paddock which I've learned this weekend, everyone knows everyone. You see the same people like a hundred times yeah. a day. Like, oh, yeah. You oh, can't yeah. ignore them. So you all need to be friendly in that. I can't believe the fact that these guys see each other like this often. No, I know. I suppose, I suppose that's what you do when you go to work. But like, I know that they work, but I mean, come on, this is the life. It this is, is the life. life. I could do it there. every weekend. Going around the world with Formula One, that is the life, man. I don't care if you're fucking like oiling a car's brakes, like you're still traveling anyway, the I, world. I would literally clean the shit out. Like, oh, bro. I will honestly bro. clean all the toilets in the palace just to be there. Now, for I one know, day. now I know why Brad Skeynes washes Max Verstappen's racing because it's fucking worth it, man. It's yeah. worth it for everything else that <laughs> he does. When he put that picture on his Instagram and walking out the track with the bag and the washing in it, it's just so funny. I'm watching yeah. him like tag michael to see the guests we have on the pod yeah. communicate with each other and all have that banner is so funny yeah it's great and it's only going to get better so yeah there's big guests coming on the pod we've made big moves this weekend we'll uh, go onto our instagram at pit stop give it a follow uh our youtube channel is at pit stop as well nearly got 20k subs which is unreal the canon video is like i think surpassed 150,000 views now which is crazy. I think the next video you get... No, sorry. The next podcast episode you get from us will be the one with the Ferrari drivers. Cannot wait for you to listen to that. Amazing that we've had the opportunity to talk to them. Like I said, I hope we can get longer with them at some point soon because we want to have a whole long pod with them and just chat with them. They're, they were so much better than we thought. Yeah. I, I was so scared for it. Didn't even sleep the night before. And then after I was like... Do you think... They were great. Do you think they'll listen to it? Um, I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. Probably I, I, not. I hope so. I'm going to say so. no, but then I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, maybe we'll just like send them a WeTransfer link with a DM. <laughs> we actually should just spam their email accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw Ted Kravitz. We tried to persuade him to come on the pod. Teddy K ran up to him at the end. I was like, Ted, when are you coming on? 
Yeah. When you're coming on. And he was, I think he was surprised. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, the podcast. When are you coming on the podcast? And he, he turned around. He was like, oh, what? You want me to go on a pod? I was like, hell yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, Ted. He was like, all right, well, I'm sure we can sort something out. I was like, yeah, we've been talking to like the, your team at Sky and like they say you're available, but I wanted to like come and ask you in particular. And yeah, I like, like what you said to him as well. He was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Because it's important to us to try and find guests that like really want to come on the pod. Like it just it makes so much more sense. We can reach out. You guys always say that like, you should get this person, you should get this person, but there is only so much you can do until you met them in person. So a lot of it comes from like who we randomly bump into in the paddock, mm. like uh, like Dan Latifi's coach, absolute legend, oh introduced us to so many people. Oh my god, he oh didn't my have god. to do that. Dan is nuts. He is such a legend. Dan is crazy, and I would I would love to have him on because it would be an unreal pod. And also, he introduced us to Mick's coach. Yeah, he's also a legend. Yeah, Mick was in good spirits because he had a good quality. He just finished PA. He walked out right in front of us and I was thinking, shit, I haven't got the Mick Schumacher tattoo yet. If only I had the Mick Schumacher tattoo, I could have been like, look, Mick, and got a picture with him. Yeah. We saw Gunfa. We, we saw, saw Gunfa. I said hello to him and you said hello to Alonso. Oh my God, yeah. Oh. Alonso walked past Fab. And at this point, I don't know what you were doing. I think we were just amazed we were coming off. No, I don't no. think you saw him. No, this always happens. This always happens. Alonso is my favorite driver and it's always fucking you that, that notices we walk past and I'm just like, whoa. I didn't even, I didn't even, didn't even see him. Yeah, he walked past and I, I went, um, what did I shout say? Didn't I just went, Alonso? He did something, yeah. And I went, let's go, mate. And he turned around and just put his thumb up yeah. and then walked off like an absolute kid. What a G. We saw so many people this weekend. It was one of the best weekends of my life. Alfa Romeo, thank you so much. Ferrari, thank you so much. Everyone within the paddock, people at F1 that, you know, made all this possible. Thank you so much yep. for having us. Hopefully see you back in the paddock soon. We just want to be friends in a paddock, all right? Yeah. We want to drink all the beers there. Please have us out again. Please. We Please. won't misbehave. And if we did anything wrong, just let us know with a nice email. <laughs> and we'll try not to do it again. <laughs> I don't think we misbehaved this weekend, did we? Uh, Probably. We, we, pro <laughs> we, pro we probably did, bro. We probably did. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Pitstop Podcast. The next episode is with the Ferrari drivers. So hit the follow button. Rate the podcast five stars. Incredible weekend. I need some sleep. Like, I need some sleep, man. Yeah, well, I've got to edit this fucking podcast and get it live. So <laughs> you, you, you enjoy your nap. And um, I'm going to sweat my bollocks off. <laughs> I'm sweating so much. Yeah, mate. it's hot. We need to turn these lights Whoa, off. Did you see that lightning? Whoa! A storm's, oh, brewing. Storm brewing. storm's brewing. There's a storm brewing on the Pit Stop podcast Here as well. Here we go, guys. Here That's we go. We big storm. Head over to our Instagram. Send in your questions. See you guys later. Supermax for Schnapples. Ta-da, bye. Ta-da, over and out. Wait, over and out. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And I just can't hide it. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I like it. Oh, oh, you look like you're going to sing. I was about to freestyle. Go on, go on. Nah, 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 it's too late. I ain't going to embarrass myself. So we was with Alfa Romeo in the garage today I walked down the road, I said, A-okay I'm gonna say hello to Michael and Brad I'm gonna go to the garage and have a fag No, no I ain't, cause you can't smoke in the garage You gotta go around the back and hide from Gary I don't know who Gary is, but maybe there's a guy from Formula 1 with that name I don't know Gary, 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 Gary in the garage Oh, Gary, Gary in the garage We're on the grid we're by the cars. Acapella. Acapella on the mic. Let's go. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, fuck, we suck. Powered by Spirit Studios. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com